Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Thank you for being afraid. Oh, 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 yeah. Travel down the road back again. Hey, so we started from the bottom, now we're here, girl. Oh, yeah. This is my butt right here. This week is a little different. Um, my co-host is luxuriating on a vacation. Meanwhile, I'm still here in the ghetto. Um, <laughs> this week, I did something that I had never done on a show before. I said, I said, so, so said, hmm. I said, while Marlon is away, I still want to record. I still mm. want to be a show. And I said, I always brought people on to the show, but I never invited someone to co-host with me. I said, who better to invite than one of my bestest friends? Oh. Um, the proprietor of the Chocolate Factory. Yes. The mean God. Yes. The list could go on, but we would be here for a while. (laughs) And they have not. Um, If you guys are not familiar, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please welcome back Fabian Mitchell as my special co-host for this episode. Yes, yes. And welcome to... I don't care if you seem unbothered, you're still in shit 101. <laughs> Where can I register for that class? Welcome to um I don't care how you feel, I'm still gonna do what I want. 305. Mm. 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 That's like, a seminar. Okay, a whole seminar, a thesis even. <laughs> but welcome to another rendition of Who Raised You Host. I'm your host, Lonnie. Um, this week, I will be going by... My sister, Abby, I think I wanted to be Tiffany Pollard. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you want your Twitter um, handle to be this week? I'm going to give you very much... Um... Rolling Hot Wheels, Ray. I'm not doing this with you today. Um, before we <laughs> the shenanigans, <laughs> it is time for us to do the debate. Now, normally I fill this in with either music we're listening to or television we're watching, but this time in particular, I decided to fill it with the debate. Oh, let's go. Um, it was an interesting question that was posed online this week, and it said, um, 
Who is the queen of reality TV? Oh, the queen of reality TV is um, Tiffany New York Pollard. I mean, that goes without saying. I, you know, a lot of people are going to say, Nene. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, um, what's her name from... Um, they're going to say... Bad Girls Clubs. Um, Tammy. They're going to say... Um, yeah, yeah, Tammy, too. Evelyn. Um, I mean... If we if we if, really if we go back if we go back and do a retrospect, the first reality star had to be I want to say Anna Nicole Smith because she kind of like set the tone for MTV. Um, mm-hmm. but if you want to go game changer with the conversation, that's Tiffany New York Pollard. Tiffany New York Pollard was the first bitch of reality television. Ugh. Okay, she made Flavor look like it was just quality, quality television. And the things and lengths that she went through to get these women out of her way, to manipulate <laughs> her way to Flav. And it was just, I'm sorry, it's a bit comedic that she got turned down not once, but twice. Twice. It was twice. twice. And the second time it happened, in my opinion, though it was not supposed to be funny, that was some of the most hilarious television I ever seen in my you life. You brought me back to open the same things, Flame? No way. Kiss the ass. Kiss the ass. <laughs> Do a little bit <laughs> I don't. Look, three it's minutes like, later. Oh, oh. Is he really in there with that bitch? Okay. Okay. <laughs> she was so serious but it's a list of women that we can name but the very first yeah. one to actually create the lane for the bitch of reality television was Tiffany like yeah. you cannot discredit her for that you mm-hmm. can say Nene I'm like that's wonderful yeah Nene got paid more than she did but I'm like Tiffany came in in the very beginning the very beginning. You know, when, 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 the very um, beginning when reality TV took a whole new meaning. Because very because before that, reality TV was very scripted. Mm-hmm. It was it, you can call it um, a soap opera, but then they came up with Flavor of Love, and she just took it and she took elevated it, it to and- Tetris levels. She gave me everything I needed and more in Flavor of Love. And I, I, I about so I'm like, I don't want to hear anyone else's name mentioned. I'm like, she crawled so everyone else could walk and run. Like, no. Yeah, she Tiffany, did. Give Tiffany her thing, she deserves. So it's time to get into the scroll on. Um, mm. Y'all make sure y'all get up and y'all flush. That is name. Uh, and make sure uh, are, are you. Please. Okay. Please. Um, I want to. I want to take my pick real quick. Let's get to serious, and then we can get to the least traumatic of threat of scroll on this week. Um, I want to start off with the COVID news because I feel like okay. it's a lot of it now. Um, I'm not really the biggest fan of Fox News. But let's be perfectly mm. clear, it's certain things that you can actually get facts from. And it's actually precise. However, yeah. 
in this instance, I kind of needed them because uh, just when I thought that the three states that had literally no common sense could get any worse, <laughs> it hits rock bottom in the um, utopia <clears throat> that I call Florida. Um, I also kind of low-key named Florida, like certain parts of Florida, just the nursing home. Because everyone retires to Florida. Everyone. Especially, oh, um, Miami Beach area, Fort Lauderdale. You know, Fort Lauderdale is the Jewish capital. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Key West. Mm. Listen, I'm not trying to sit on that bridge to get to Key West. That scares me. <laughs> uh, that's too narrow. I can't do that. It is. It I, is I, I cannot. I mean, when you, when you talk about weather, Key West is going to get hit. So let's get into this. Um, apparently, Florida had set the record for the most reported COVID cases in a day. Again. That's not something that you want to hear as we're starting to want to go back outside. But I felt like y'all needed to hear this. So it's coming from Fox News. Federal health data released Saturday showed that Florida reported 21,683 new cases of COVID, the state's highest one-day total since the start of the pandemic. The The latest numbers were recorded on Friday and released on Saturday to the U.S. Centers for disease control and prevention website. The figures show how quickly the number of cases is rising in the Sunshine State. Only a day earlier, Florida had reported 17,093 new cases. Bitch, give me my hand sanitizer. We're... And my, let's get into the more meat of the story. It says the Sunshine State had 10,207 people hospitalized with confirmed COVID-19 cases, according to the data reported to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. They will not take this pandemic seriously. And then, you know, even though people are getting vaccinated, but vaccinations have tremendously slowed down. Um, I don't even think Biden met his um, shots in arms um, bet that he had going for America. So, oh, 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 you detoured into Biden. You detoured into Biden. Oh, I, I have much to say about the Biden Harris administration, but <laughs> it gets better. It gets so much better. <laughs> As a sub as a subway into this. President Biden, this comes from the shade room, urges states to use the COVID-19 government funding to offer a hundred dollars to everyone who gets vaccinated. Well, where's my hundred? I where's my hundred dollars? Where's I, I want I want all Joe? that's promised to me. I want all that's promised to me. But um where's my STEMI Joe? <laughs> You offer money to people that got vaccinated. I got vaccinated back in the, well, excuse me. I got vaccinated back in March. Where's my money, Joe? Stimmy Neutron. That's a, that's a handle right there. Stimmy Neutron. Okay. Stimmy Turner. (laughs) President Stimmy Carter. Go! (laughs) Stimmy Carter. Wow. (laughs) But seriously, um, 
the with the the vaccination rate slowing down, and then I and I also think that I read. I don't think I did read that um, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama are the three lowest vaccinated states. So the <laughs> pandemic isn't really being taken seriously anymore because they feel like, well, we're back open. So, but COVID is always going to be around. I think this is something that's a new normal. It is very much giving cold and flu season forever. I said it was a new flu a while ago. I've been saying it. It it it, it really is going to be the new flu. It's like because notice last year, uh, when cold and flu season started, we stopped talking about it. Everything last year was COVID related. People were still catching the flu and cold. And it was one person in Mexico who had caught COVID and the flu at the same time. I don't even know if he made it out of that ordeal. But when I had the flu, so imagine that on top of COVID. Basically, this is not even COVID-19 anymore. This is COVID-20 and 21. It's going to be COVID-2022 as well. Let's Let's be all the way real about it. And then um, let's talk about Governor App, um, excuse me, Appbach, I believe, Bach. Something along those lines. I'm pronouncing the last name wrong. I'm horrible with last names. Mind me and y'all. What is it? Yeah, Governor Akbar V. Uh, well, we could mess up this <laughs> anyway because the last time I checked, he has not an ounce or shred of common sense. This comes he from does. He don't. Post. He really don't. This comes from New York Post. Texas governor um, signs order banning COVID vaccine and mask mandates. Um, this was signed on Tuesday, an executive order prohibiting mass uh, mandates or COVID-19 um, vaccine restrictions from government agencies and municipalities, yeah, statewide. This order was issued on two on Thursday, two days after the CDC recommended indoor mass mandates, regardless of vaccine status in places with at least 50 confirmed, oh, excuse me, with at least 50 confirmed COVID-19 cases per 100,000 people over the previous seven days. Wow. So basically, our numbers went all the way up. I don't understand when it comes to um, governor uh, whatever. Uh, Because Hold on on before you get into that. uh, George the governor, um, Brian Kemp. George the governor. Hold up before you give the list of names to further ensure that the no government entity can mandate masks. The following requirements should continue to apply no government entity, including county, city, school district, and public health authority, and no, no governmental office may require any person to wear a face mask or to mandate that other person wearing a covering. So basically, he's banning it in all city and state buildings, and this also basically includes schools. If this you is basically it, it's it's banning it everywhere. It's basically him and a lot of the Republican governors doing this out of spite because of what the Democrats and the Biden-Harris administration haven't been able to accomplish 
in such a short amount of time. I mean, it's still a ways to go, but this is protecting your state. And that's one of the things that I really don't like that the executive branch of the government mm. has given states a lot of sovereign when it comes to laws and stuff. Like, for example, when it comes to the stand your ground law in um, Florida, mm-hmm. it's like, wasn't there some sort of way that the executive branch or the superior court of America could have intervened into that? They just left it into the hands of Florida, of the state. But it's like a lot of these things could be uh, avoided if we allow the president to be the president, but also Biden is on this whole bipartisanship tip Uh, and it's not really working because they have shown time and time again that they're not willing to work with him. They don't like him. That's really what it is. But I just, I don't understand. It's like, it's Texas, it's Florida, it's Georgia are hell-bent on keeping it well and thriving in areas. I'll say Mm -hmm. that without saying it too much. I'll just say well and thriving in areas. I have a relative that basically works in healthcare down in Florida, and because of the fact that they had a major outbreak, you might as well say it, because their numbers are turned to literally what they looked like at the peak of COVID. Right. That's what we're looking at. It's numbers from the peak of COVID. It's coming back. So now, because she was exposed because of the outbreak, she now has to be in quarantine until she can get tested. But you have <clears throat> certain concerts and stuff like like Lollapalooza took place. Oh my God. Did you see? It was like sardines in a can. They said approximately it was about 180,000 people that had came to that festival. Now, Lollapalooza put out a statement stating that masks must be worn indoors, and it apparently is only two buildings that have actual, like, you can go inside. And also, they must have their vaccine card, that physical vaccine card, and also a COVID test from that, a negative COVID test from that day. But mm-hmm. I'm like, even with that still, you're going to see an outbreak from that event. Just wait to what's today. When when was Alapalooza? It was over the weekend, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yes. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be something. I'm telling you now. The girls will be girling and coughing. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get into the let's get into the nitty and the gritty shall we um i don't know if you got any of you guys are like me but i've been fiending for some new frank and it seems like we're gonna get it sooner than we think um frank ocean is set to headline coachella in 2023 all right he's gonna be that's huge Frank Ocean is set. this comes from lovebeescott.com frank ocean is set to return to coachella festival co-founder paul tali excuse me Tolette revealed in an interview with the Los Angeles Times on Monday that the reclusive singer will be one of the headliners at 2023 Coachella. So, I'm ready for some new Frank. That means we're about to get the vibes. I've been waiting on this album. 
I've been waiting. I don't know about the rest of you guys. Well, well you know, you know when you think about it, Frank Ocean really um, led the way for this new um, wavy R and B that we hear that we hear a lot of. I can say that he was like one of the people who kind of nah. really, you know, was the the beacon for it. I mean, it was some before, but he was kind of like the one who who set a new tone for it. And then you know, here comes um, what's what's her name? She's named after a season winter winter crawler. Um, Summer Walker, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but you and and um and Janae and um and all of the 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 and new. Then, I, I you know what I feel like. People don't give, I will always say the founders of alternative R&B, because that's what you're looking for. Um, To me, Frank is not that. And I have my reasons as to why. And I love Frank, and I say this to anyone. I love Frank, but he is not one of the founders. The father of alternative R&B is Andre 2000. Let's be perfect. They heard Speak of Us to Love Below. Everyone wanted that sound. And that's basically what we're seeing is like offspring from that sound, especially when it comes to the men. Mm. Every man, want, every male artist, even though Andre was not technically a singer, he was a rapper, but this album was this off, excuse me, his R&B offering. Mm. But it didn't sound like a typical R&B album, and that's why. So I always say, no, he's the father. The mother, of course, is Erica. Oh yeah, er- Erica is definitely overall mother. I but, won't even fight you on that. But now you know, saying under three thousand, absolutely three stacks. I have to say that. Um, I feel as if Scissors is one of Erica's offsprings, definitely without shadow of a doubt. Oh, oh yeah, I hear a lot of Erica and Scissors. Of course, Ari is also one of Erica's children. Mm. Um. I would have to say Andre is kind of hard, but I wish people would give Miguel the flowers he deserves because before you really got into Frank, we were getting into Miguel, even though his first album was basically songs that we had already heard for the most part. When mm-hmm. you kaleidoscope dream. Mm, yes. Oh, baby. That album does not get discussed enough. Kaleidoscope dream set a tone for his career. That's why I said no. Give these people their things. <laughs> like, I yeah. love Frank, but give everyone else their things. And we also don't talk about the internet enough. Oh, yeah, the internet. You know, I just rediscovered them. Mm-hmm. And that ego death. Ego death got me through some shit. Oh. Anyone? Ego death is a constant play in my house. I literally could play it. It's a good day outside. I'm playing ego death. Because I'm starting from now, she want to fuck with me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, give them their things. I'm happy that we're about to see Frank. Y'all know how I get. Let's get into yeah. another thing that was said. Um, Beyonce's Formation was named the greatest music video of all time. I, you have opinions on this. Ugh. Um, this well, you, you, you know, you know, giving a very legends panel answer. You know, I might even want to do that. Um, <laughs> but 
Um, this is for Rolling Stone, right? I'm get this. The article I took came from page six. Um, I'm gonna let you finish, but Beyonce's formation is the greatest music video of all time, according to Rolling Stone. Formation scored number one spot on a list of 100 music videos ranked from the magazine. The video released in 2016 and directed by Melina pushed other iconic music videos like Michael Jackson's Billie Jean, Prince's Kiss, and Lady Gaga's Bad Romance videos. Beyonce's formation video features several striking images, including the 39-year-old laying on top of a sinking police car in a ruined New Orleans on a, on a wall with the word stop shooting us spray painted on it. Now, I've always said this is everyone's like, oh, the song is okay. I'm like, it's the video for formation that had people talking for the long. I don't see why people dislike formation the song. Like that song goes, it goes. My formation is a whole bob. Listen. <laughs> All I know is who is it? Ray Sharma had actually gave like they wrote it. So my yeah. they wrote it and they basically demoed it for Beyonce and she took it. That's how formation came about. All right. So right, I, you know, I, I you know I love you some Ray Sharma. Just like in, like most won't know that actually, if I'm not mistaken, Migos was the ones that demoed eight shit for the um, for the Carters, and that's how it became a song. Mm. I know that that's not why we're here. <laughs> I um, I feel as if I, as you know, how much I love B, you know me personally. Mm. I'm gonna say it's a little stretchish. Only because of the fact that I feel like of all of her videos, is that her best video? Yes. I'll say that. That is her best video as a formation video. But of all time, that is a very hard one. Because there's so many other videos, not to mention, we're not going to talk about how scared I was as a child looking at the Thriller video for Michael. Mm-hmm. Like, at the time, <laughs> I was terrified of that video. Gaga's bad romance set a tone. Like, I've always said Gaga had set a tone, especially for pop music when, at, since she had came out. But bad right. romance really tilted the scale when the video was released. Yeah, especially in her um, in her favor because they were like, they we kept seeing Gaga as, for some reason, we kept seeing her as Madonna. And then it was like when Bad Romance came, it was like, okay, now this ain't Madonna mm-hmm. at all. Did she? Because Gaga didn't do things for shock value. She did things um, creatively um, as a creative outlet. Madonna did things as a as shock value into, especially around the time that she was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to formation, the themes of the video is very iconic. It is. But then like you said, is it her best video? Yes. The greatest video of all time? No. That is a that you're pushing aside a lot of videos to say that's the greatest video of all time. A lot of videos. Yeah. Like and I yeah. Yeah. I love Madonna. Oh my God, shut up. Because I (laughs) you just got that from. I literally just invented, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Kardashian remake videos. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. 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 I mean, did you call Chloe? <laughs> yeah. Courtney just doesn't understand. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, no. God, no. Why is this funny? <laughs> like I said, as a fan, I consider that to be a far cry because you're putting a lot of videos to the side to say, yeah. this is the Pensacola of a music video. Like, that's a yeah, lot this is, of This is the video of all music videos. Nothing will ever compare to it. Don't even try to make your own list because you will fail. Like, no. Beyonce, the greatest video? Yes. The greatest video of all time? No. Far cry. That's a far cry. Um, let's get into another thing here. Segway right quick. So the queen wants to sit in a throne and mm. watch her subjects argue on a camera <laughs> about their personal lives. And she's going to stand up when they start bickering back and forth and she's going to say, to freedom! You know it. Nicki you know she's gonna, she gonna be, be playing in her hair. Nicki Minaj is set to host the Royal Housewives of Potomac reunion. Um, yes, basically was. I remember when they first started talking about she possibly might do it, but then mm-hmm. when she put it out there publicly, like, no, I want to do it. Like, this is not a if an or but I want to do the reunion. So, and and yeah. Andy posted it. Yeah, he did. And her, oh, she had posted a conversation with her publicist that said, Andy gracefully will step aside to let you host it if you want to. And it was like, yeah, it's happening. Yeah, I mean, because Andy already has his plate kind of full and to always be the host, I get it. But, you know, you can bring in other people to be the host, especially like celebrities who watch these shows. Mm-hmm. Because it because it, it kind of puts the celebrities in a in a um a different light. Like, hey, Nicki Minaj watched the Real Housewives of Potomac. Like, mm-hmm. really? And Zid, and Zid, and she don't like Cameron. And Zid, because <laughs> <laughs> I know she go because Nicki is messy. So I already know that she's going to be asking those questions. Of course, they're going to give her something to ask, fan questions, um, producer questions, but. Nikki is liable to fly off the cuff mm. and just say whatever whatever comes up comes out. Well, this this what she does. She's gonna she's gonna she's gonna bring out Papa Bear. Oh yeah, I would love to see the baby. Where's the baby's name? KJ. I don't think she ever gave us his name. He might be named after his daddy. Who knows? Mm. I sit on that one. <laughs> the most fashionable baby ever. So <laughs> I decided I'm going to keep this little sub with this little ending topic as we wind down for scroll on. Um, I'm going to call it "Let's Argue." If you know me, you know that's almost my favorite term. Let's oh. argue about it because <laughs> we always can. Um, you know, in light of the Munchkins, cat, um controversy you know 
the toddler has been being pulled from festival stages left and right, even released a music video in response. I mean, it released a video in the midst of the backlash, you know? Mm-hmm. And the it's gotten to the point where the fetus decided to disrespect what's love who is if you guys know that is a legend within the hip-hop community so my question like you this like one person that you just who don't know quest love are you kidding me you know quest love you know exactly who he is you it's not like you it's no way in hell you don't know who quest love is there's like someone in hip-hop said they don't know who Slick Rick is, or you don't know who uh, anybody, like, you don't even know who the, the current president is if you don't know Quiz Love. So, my question is this. Can someone truly be forgiven once they've been canceled? Let's, let's debate on it. Because, personally, I feel like it takes a certain level of empathy to get out of being canceled now um you it depends on the level of how much the people were offended with you mm-hmm. that you get out of being canceled but then in, there's some instances where it's not so forgiving it's like a permanent type situation like case in point daniel caesar we still don't follow oh, I, I do i do not do daniel caesar and and i think that's one of the reasons I don't like love again. Uh, I, you know, and Brandy is, hey, that is that is mother. But I do not like love again, and I think it's just because of him. And sometimes, majority of the time, I can overlook what a person has done and said, and still enjoy their music, but not really fuck with them. Mm-hmm. But Daniel Caesar, you you have really scratched your ass with me. But then my question comes into play because I asked this because you have Percept Michelle. Percept Michelle did nothing wrong. Like in all but I got did, a check. She got all she did was get a check. Literally did not say a forgive a stance politically where she stood. She didn't say she voted for Trump. She even said she didn't even get the chance to meet him. But mm-hmm. she was canceled. It still deals with the effects of being canceled to this day. Right. But we have certain individuals that said outlandish things. And I have my own set of, of reasonings as to why they shouldn't be canceled. However, I wasn't. <laughs> but Let's I, go. Huh? Let's go. <laughs> Yo, Whitney, go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's right. <laughs> I can't. But I feel as if an artist can actually work toward being forgiven if they show the empathy level to be forgiven. They can, but they can. But exactly as you say, it depends on the level of offending they did. Because if you have offended someone as the sperm did um when basically when you look at a large (laughs) i can't even keep a straight face (laughs) when um a large majority of your fan base 
is LGBTQ. And you can't deny that a lot of the buying power lies within the hands of the community. So for you to offend such a large group of people and then double down on it and not even try to um, clear it up. Well, you did try to clear it up, but you just made it worse. Um, I'm going to go on air and say this when because i know exactly what you're talking about when i my issue was like of everything you know um the brooch ed had said my (laughs) main thing was the beginning portion of it like i like fuck the rest of it i expected nothing worse nothing worse but i'm like to me you your level of ignorance oh yeah makes mm, Makes little I'm, bussy, you, makes you little, know. little bussy or whatever his name is look like he has intelligent uh, the intelligence of a fifth grader compared to what you know the brooch egg has said because I, I I have and I made this no secret and I had to say this before I'm like I make it no secret my issue was what he said in the very beginning and yeah. I always will say that it's what you said it's like it's one thing to say. You know, it takes nothing for you to say, listen, it wasn't meant to offend anyone. I literally was just trying to amp the crowd. I understand now that that shouldn't have happened. It's how you say certain things or it shouldn't have been said at all. Like, I you should have kept, kept it to himself because <sighs> you know, as well as I do, you better than anyone, I do not play the the HIV shaming game i don't either i don't i hate that and i i I truly despise people who do that i have literally stopped speaking to family members because of that i have family and friends who are who are dealing and you to make a to make a joke out of it as if it's then just to casually say it no no so i when it comes to when it comes to um him Mm. eventually he will be forgiven as always he he he, he will be he will be forgiven because there is so much hatred and stigma and and tabooism if that's a word for people who are HIV positive and people who are gay. So, of course, straight women and straight men are going to run his numbers up. And some and some in the LGBTQ community are still going to listen to him. My thing is this. Even with that controversy taking place, I'm still trying to understand how... Lil Nas X was brought into the argument. Like literally, he could have been the, <laughs> he could have been the Nini um vid, which was like, now why am I in it? See how why I get all this stuff. I ain't even did, did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> literally did nothing and got brought into this. Like how the, I think they are obsessed with little chocolate X. They are so obsessed with him. And I think it's because he is doing what they do, but he's doing it his way. 
Because if you can stand up on in your videos and have naked women shaking and parading around in little skimpy outfits and you're talking about busting bitches down and getting head all day, but when Lil Nas is do it, but do it with men and that just makes you so uncomfortable. What's really the issue here? You're uncomfortable. And I personally don't give a damn. But it how do I put this? <laughs> like, I'm really trying to come up with the words. The sad part is, you know, um, the cracked egg is going to be forgiven. And he will. Everyone is going to be like, oh, it's fine. Y'all just try, and trying to push this narrative and trying to destroy him. Like, no. If you feel, and I personally feel this way, if you cannot see the other side of the, the other side of this, then you truly have an accountability issue because you're part of the problem you're a part of the problem if you cannot see the other side of this and why whenever someone says something and this is the problem with can with when we cancel people is we don't want to put forth the energy if they actually feel remorseful and understand the depths of what they said those are the people that should be forgiven not the ones that's like oh i'm not going to say anything about it and maybe just maybe it'll go away Mm. Those are the people that will get forgiven. Those they will. That you'll go back to spending your money to blasting their music and everything. And you'll forget what happened. But the ones that actually want the forgiveness, that actually are working to get the public to understand, listen, I understand where I fucked up and I'm sorry. They won't get forgiven. But the ones that treat this like it's nothing will. They will. And you know, that goes back to how um Kathy Griffin was treated. You remember when she did that whole mask with the ketchup thing? Oh, when she put um, the whole man, the whole head thing that she did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When she did that, and she apologized for it, and her career has it still has yet to she recover. Was, I know exactly what you're talking about. Now let's take it back to the music industry. Now I can't remember his. I know his name was Morgan. Morgan Whalen or something like that. He's a country artist. Mm-hmm. You are on tape saying the N-word. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to have a meeting with the NAACP and be um, schooled on why that's inappropriate to say. Now, he has issued an apology and he got on TV on Entertainment Tonight and all these places crying and whatnot. Okay. But he still he hasn't been dropped by his record label. Then see when you bring race into cancellation, that's a whole deeper topic because it's weird how as like in Black America we can cancel our celebrities. It's a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With when you translate it to I hate to say the term, but it's the truth. When you translate it to white America. They'll put it to where, oh, they're going to a training program, which they were forced to go to. They're in the top, <laughs> they're learning how to be inclusive to everyone. They understand the error of their ways and they're truly sorry. Mind you, this is all coming from publicists. And they're truly exactly. sorry about what transpired. They are not remorseful. They still feel the exact same way. But here's the problem. They won't look at it as to let's can't let like basically. He doesn't deserve a platform. They'll look at it as, oh, he does, he's not that bad. 
Exactly. Yeah. That's the that's the first. I don't see I don't see issue with what he said if he apologized. Excuse me. I don't see the problem. He just said the N-word. Black people say it to each other all the time. Lady. Okay. <laughs> Karen. I, 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 I can't. <laughs> you tried to take me to the place. I was about to say. Karen. Pipe down. Pipe down, bitch. <laughs> Karen. Go call <laughs> go call 911 in your car with your asymmetrical cut and just leave me alone. I want to speak to the, the CEO of Montgomery Ward. I need because <laughs> I was treated so unfairly in this establishment. I'm gonna write a letter. I'm gonna write a letter. <laughs> I'm sure he'll love to have this conversation with me. <laughs> Mm. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time to transition out of scroll on. Thank y'all so much for coming in. And it's time to transition into the thread. Um, Because Marlon is not here and Fabian is is subbing for Marlon today, I asked Fabian to give the thread for this week. I'm so honored. So honored for this story. This is now officially your ship to uh, your ship to drive. I'm just getting the ride. Get started. All right. Okay. Now, what I wanted to, well, Money and I have had this conversation numerous times, but this past week, Mm -hmm. it was truly um, eye opening and mind clearing. The three ships, and what I mean by ships, friendships, situationships, and relationships in all forms. Why is situationship on here? Situation, (laughs) oh, you know, I'm going to get to that. (laughs) Okay. Now, the (laughs) because I've had plenty, plenty, I tell you. But, um, what does these ships mean? And for me, um, friendship is someone, you know, this is someone that you can confide in. They're a confidant. They're someone who knows your um, darkest secrets. I mean, a friend is someone who will be there regardless. Mm-hmm. If y'all have uh, any type of falling out or disagreement, your friend will stay there that loves you enough to continue the friendship. We're just at all as right now. We are, um, but that's still my bitch. Okay. Like I, I will definitely die on this hill with him or her. Mm-hmm. That is just, that's uh, a love that you really can't give a family member because there are things that my family don't know that you know. That's right. So, um, and then when it comes to situationships, these are situations that we have put ourselves in with a certain type of person or people Mm. that is the benefit of one or both parties. But there isn't really 
any type of deeper love involved. I I care for you. I have a love for you. But am I in love with you? Mm, no. Not so much. Not really. Not so much. You're all, you're you're cute or whatever. You know, gorgeous sex is cute, the <laughs> cute. <laughs> um and then when it comes to a relationship, relationship is that is something that you can have with um with family and it can be anything from um it can be love it can be hate mm-hmm. it can be um friends it can be um an inanimate object it can be anything because this and this is where it goes into um can the ships be blurred? Can the lines be blurred between the ships? And I, and I honestly do think that relationships involve both friendships and situationships. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to can a friendship um, progress or regress into situations and relationships? Absolutely. Can a relationship regress into a situation but i and can some relationships regress into a friendship or be elevated into a friendship because not all people who have relationships are actually friends now let let let's 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 pause real quick yeah that, that's why i'm gonna stop it right there because there was a lot to take in that's a lot to take in now uh, you cannot be friends with your exes that's exactly what i was going to get at you cannot a relationship cannot well not for all people it cannot regress back to friendship i'm sorry it can't it's difficult to regress it back to a friendship because this person still wants your undivided attention and they're not the person in your life anymore. Dead like, right there. You it's not it's not it's it's not practical <laughs> at all. It's really not practical. <laughs> it is a pain in the ass. Just no. What recommended one star and a bad Yelp review. I mean and then I have even been in that situation where a breakup was mutual. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people always say, well, you know, we just weren't good in a relationship, but we'll be friends. And you actually try that shit, girl. That ain't happening. That because there, there's always going to be, you know, on either party, there is always going to be that part of you or in the back of your head that says, what could it have been if I would have stayed in and just fought this out a little bit longer. And then that you also have that part where they start dating someone else and that jealousy comes into play. That that envy. You like, that could have been me. Why is he or she with that person? And you it's it's like it's always some part of you that's going to have a negative outlook on that friendship if it regressed from if um 
if it regressed from the relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of to the point where it don't work. It it just cannot work unless you are Jason Momoa and Lena Kravitz. Listen, and that's <laughs> and that's the thing. It's hard. Like I find it best to just have my exes as acquaintances. To be really honest, like right. just acquaintance, stand over there, look good. That's it, and that's all. You trying to dunce the dive defense and not like anybody got something for that. Mm-mm. But you know, with me, the exes that I have, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want you. I want to really forget your name. I want to forget. I no, I never want to forget a person I dated because I feel like with every person I dated, I learned something about me. And I feel like that is important for us to remember whenever you date anyone, you have to learn that situation, knowing something about you. And I can't say I regret dating any of my exes. Do I regret some of the experiences that came with dating them? Yes. (laughs) And Mm. I want you to really comprehend what I just said. Do Mm. I regret dating any of my exes? No. Do I regret the experiences that came with dating them? Yes. Yes. That should always be everyone's answer. Yes. Because there's a reason y'all ain't together. It's those experiences. Yeah. And you know, and I told you when we had the conversation. About that. I always chose the exact same type of person. Child. They just came in a better rapping. And sometimes I think it's best that we learn, especially when it comes to relationships and what we will and will not allow. Always look for something new. Like I'm a stickler for it. Find something new. Find someone new. I just ain't want to budge on a few on one of my requirements, though. I I, I, I would keep that my one requirement that I'm not willing to budge off air. (laughs) Not be trying to. There's only one. There's well two requirements that I have, and I'll leave that. I know. I know exactly what they are. We go. You know. (laughs) <laughs> hey girl hey <laughs> but um but yeah i just think that um i used to always pick the same type of person to to be in a relationship with and i i literally found this out about myself after the last relationship Mm-hmm. And when it came to the last relationship, and you know who it is, Mr. <sighs> Luigi's brother. Um child, anyway, it, and my Nikki voice child, anyway. Uh, uh, anyway. Um, but when it with that person, mm-hmm. the red flags made themselves known within the first month. 
Those red flags. But I bleached the fuck out of them. You hear me? Those red flags, big baby. <laughs> those red flags save lives. They do. They save lives. They save embarrassment. And that was, that was the ultimate price I paid, the embarrassment. Because you know, as well as anybody else, how hard I went for that person. And then you sitting there looking like, I know, damn it, I know y'all told me, I know, damn, I know, all right, fuck, <laughs> you like you fuck, all right, damn. I got to get up out this place. I mean, it, it, it's happened now, but I should have known then the red flags made themselves known in the first month, and I still pursued it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Still pursued her. Still to this day. But what we're gonna have a conversation about that to this day part offline. Oh, oh the, it's oh. melting. It's melting. But um mm-hmm. well it's the, the it's crumbling. The mm-hmm. wall is crumbling. Uh, we'll fight alpha air. Continue. Yeah. 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 Did you see what Tristan did to Chloe? Um so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Like, yeah. Um but another question that I that I had, you know, to to really bring the entire ship topic to um 360 yeah come on 360 the 360 the full closure i don't i don't, don't want to leave out like i want a full closure oh gosh that's we that's oh, weird there's look there's lace talk but <laughs> the fact that i had to think about myself like wait. <laughs> <laughs> A full closure, three sixty, no leave out. Um, what lace? What lace? What lace? You need more lace. <laughs> you need more lace. Okay. <laughs> if you could somehow, if you could somehow clone yourself and not know. That clone, basically, this is it's a clone of yourself, but your clone is a stranger. Would you want to be friends with who you are now? If your clone saw you right now in a crowd, you're like, oh, that person looks just like me. Would you want to know yourself and be friends with yourself? Very loaded question. That is a therapy question. <laughs> that is a real therapy question, you bastard. Uh, a real therapy question. Would you befriend yourself? If you if you were yourself in clone form. Mm. I mean it's hard, it's hard. 
It's hard. I mean, you know, I look fine every time. Oh, oh the girls. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, let me see. That's a that is a very, very loaded question. It's very like a loaded baked potato. Sour cream and all. Oh, I'm um, so hungry. While I am in the process of doing my self-work, I am going to say it's a no for me right now, though. My sentiments, exactly. If I were to meet Fable 2.0, I'd be like, oh, hell no. Who? That's a mess. Like, it, people don't get it. When you're in a pro- like everyone easily would be like, well, yeah, I'd be friends with myself, but think about you as a person. Because it's some toxic stuff going on here with me. I'm not even going to lie and say, well, I'm just, I am just an angel. I've done nobody wrong. I'm, I'm the villain in several stories. This, my power is the fact that I own the fact that I'm not perfect. I own the fact that I know I was fucked up to certain people in my, that were in my life before. But the thing is, I own them. Right. I own them and I don't look to be, I don't look to apologize and have someone accept my apology for the way I was. I know how I was. I was a fucked up. Mm-hmm. Okay. But at the end of the day, most of us don't know how to really own who we are. Or understand I had that real tough conversation. Like, I'm in the middle of still watching my show. I don't know if anyone else watches it. If you watch um, that I'm still watching David Makes Fan. Now, oh, that is such a great show. It is an excellent show. If you are not watching mm-hmm. David Makes Man, it's something wrong with you. Like, it is an excellent show. But looking at <clears throat> David in his adult life, I'm like, I feel almost like I'm looking at a mirror. Especially, it was one scene, I think it was the deepest scene of all of them, was when he was going through his, he was going through his mantras, and he was saying, um, and one of the mantras he was listening to, it was saying, go to the mirror and and look directly in the mirror and say, I love you. He couldn't do it. He could not do it. So I say all that to say this. Sometimes you have to do that work. You have to know when you're a mess, when you're not available, when you just feel hollow. Mm-hmm. You have to know those things and understand, like, I wouldn't want to be friends with somebody like that. That's not and, and not at all, because if you are that way with yourself, what can you possibly add to our relationship, our friendship? Exactly. If you if you have a, a if your heart doesn't beat, how can I expect it to beat for me if I really need that empathy and that sympathy? Mm-hmm. I, I, I cannot because we have had plenty of people in our lives who we are not growing with. That's a real deep conversation to have. That's a very deep conversation to have. Sometimes we don't grow with the people that we have in our lives in these ships. Like, I said this metaphor to Fabian not too long ago. It's one of my favorite metaphors. Mm. Treat yourself like you're a cup and fill your cup to the brim, your water. You pour into every single relationship or ship that you have. But if that person in turn doesn't pour into your cup or leave it 
in the slightest half empty, that person does not need to be in your life at all. At all. Because they're not adding anything to you. No value, no morals, no support. They literally are just in your life to say that they're there. They're not adding anything. They're holding space. If you're, if anyone around you does not pour into you to make you a better person, it's fine to get rid of that person. And it's nothing personal. Normalize understanding someone's expiration date in your life and there'd be no drama. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's what, that's what it leads to. And is I'm not removing you because you necessarily betrayed me or you did this or did that. It's just that you're not adding. You're not supporting. You're not, you're not being that beacon that I need. And what, and hey, if I'm not being that friend to you, cut my ass loose. Because we both have to reciprocate. We both have to, but if we're not doing that, the relationship is not going anywhere. The friendship is not going anywhere, and it it leads to a situation where we're both can be in the same room, and we're friends. We can be in the same room and literally not say anything to each other. mm, The minute I feel that I cannot be honest with you, that is the time I feel like I cannot be friends with you. If I cannot be honest with you, I cannot be your friend. I can't. If I have to really ask myself, is this going to offend my friend? And I stop myself from saying it. We cannot be friends. Because nothing that you say should be that deep where it offends your friend. Especially if they know your heart. Mm Mm-hmm. When they, that's a tough one because not everyone knows your heart. And mm-hmm. the people that know your heart, the people that know your heart should never try and use it against you. Ever. Not. <sighs> not. We will not play that game. Mm. Wow, I can't believe. But it, it happens. It does. People have people, it's some people who literally went to kindergarten together and they went through all their years of school as best friends mm-hmm. and then when they reached a certain age I'll say that enlightenment age is age 30 mm. they could no longer be friends with that person because the relationship wasn't growing it grew from age 5 to 29 but 30 going forward it just it it did what it was supposed to do. Do you feel in a front? Do you feel like it's possible to be too honest with your friends? No. Why not? You can never be too honest with a friend. This goes back to knowing the heart, mm-hmm. especially if you are asked a certain topic or you are on the outside looking in and you were like, you know what? This is my friend. This is something that I see. This is something that I don't like and I don't want them to get hurt in the long run. Just because it's um, some sort of instant gratification don't mean it won't come up again in the future. 
So if you're going, if you're being honest, 100% honest with them, and it comes out as you being abrasive mm-hmm. or too direct, the friend will actually absorb it and and really perceive it the way they want to. But I don't think you can be too honest with when they're a friend. Now, say for instance, if you say something to me that if it was somebody on the outside looking in and you say something to me and it just comes off to them as just being rude or, or whatever. But when I get it, I I know who you are. That's the way that we talk to each other. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way that you ask me. That's the way that you can fire in me. That's the way that you look out for me. You like, bitch, don't do that shit no more. A, a, a person looking they're like, you rude as fuck, and that's your friend. Yes, that's my friend. I can say it that. Yes. Hey, bitch, don't do yes. that dumb shit again. <laughs> Please don't. And then you know, sometimes we can be um in a friendship with someone. And you're only your only conversation or your only connection with me is when you want something. <laughs> you heard me now. Your only connection to me mm. is when you want something. Can I get an amen? <laughs> this water is dancing right now. Ooh, the water is watering today. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, this is a throat goat. <laughs> <laughs> but hey. I'm not. There are people like that. <laughs> not throat goat. Oh. So, here's another one for you. In situationships, when is enough enough? Um, Come on now. When is enough enough? Enough is enough. When the situation is no longer fulfilling that urge. Mm-hmm. You know how some people um, start situationships, and I'll say this is very um, uh, friends with benefits type thing, mm-hmm. or uh, uh, NSA, no strings attached, with come that goes into being very attached. When you have been in this situation with someone for four months, and that's just what it is. It's, it's ran its course. I don't know what else we can do. We we both don't see each other in that light where something could progress into a relationship or even a friendship. So it's time to let this go. That's enough. Enough is enough is enough. I can't go. No, I can't no more, no more now. <laughs> Um, I would say when enough is enough, I would say 
when I lose the feeling, and I say that that's mainly for romantic relationships and situationships, when I lose that feeling where I don't mm-hmm. feel anymore, instead of feeling that feeling, I feel irritation. It's time for you to go. Oh yeah, it's and it's and now go. at the age that we are now. Just imagine when we get older, because we're right now we we are tolerating, and I don't really like the word tolerate because it seemed like it's, it seemed like a, a bad word to me. But we're tolerating a lot of things, but the irritation is being hyped. Mm-hmm. So just imagine when we turn forty five and fifty. The, the 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 toleration level will be zero. Don't know if I got time for that. I mean, because right now, well, I'll be thirty four, and well, next month. Right now, I find so many things irritating, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I do not have time, and I'll just okay, <laughs> okay, okay. You want okay on the death? Yes. Okay. Mm. Just just say you don't like me. I know you don't like me, Candy. Just say that. <laughs> Go. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't like me, Candy. Mm. I just I just can't. It's uh, wow. In other ships, relationships with siblings, parents, grandparents, and immediate family. Hmm. I never thought about those ships. You know, I saw something on social media. I think you probably have saw it too. You've seen it, rather. Oh, um, where when we were kids we were basically forced to like certain family members. Mm-hmm. And we really just didn't, you know, kids have a great BS detector. And they have no filter. And if they don't like you, they're going to let you know. They surely will. I never was quiet about not liking something or someone. Like, children do not care. They're taught to hold their tongue. But when they are three and four and learning to talk, they will ask the most questions. If they don't like you, it would be known. Um, but yeah, this was something I saw on social media where it was like, stop forcing your kids to be around family members that they don't like. Mm. When we were growing up, we didn't have a choice. We didn't. Oh, well, we got a whip. Go over there and speak to so-and-so. Uh, and then you be like, I don't like them. Oh, you got hit in the mouth. You sure did. Go speak to them. Open your mouth and speak. Like, but now we are in a we're in a time where we are letting children be more vocal. We're allowing them to really express themselves. And I'm all for that. But I agree. If your child don't like certain family members, stop forcing them to like them. It's a reason why they don't like them or they don't want to be around them. 
it's enough for me to I'm not going to um let my child be around someone who is just uh toxic or um just a just a mean drunk. A mean drunk. No, we we good on that. I'm gonna we're gonna wrap up the thread with that one to get some people some things to think about. Yeah, because that the would you befriend yourself question. I think they're gonna have a lot of people just like it's a that's an interesting question. Like, would you really? Yeah, now okay. some people some people are going to be like, oh hell yeah, oh I'm I'm that bitch. And when you go home and think about it, you're like looking around. No, I wouldn't be. <laughs> I'm just I'm just lying to myself. I don't even know why I said it. Here at WRYH, as we close things out, we normally leave with a mental health tip. Faves, what is your mental health tip mm. this week? Oh, mental health. This is something that we don't talk about enough, especially. Black men is so uh, we're supposed to carry the world on our shoulders. We're supposed to be um, aggressive. We're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be the pillar of all communities. But if I'm not mentally there, I can't be mentally there for anyone else. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you A, B, C, elemental P, S, Y, Z, and I don't truly believe it. I mean, that's that's just in a lot of people give out advice and they say things because it sounds good. But we always we're we're able to give advice to other people but we're not the ones who will really follow it because oh. our mental health just will not allow us to follow that advice we can give it out but following it no we 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 can't until we get to a, a point where we're just consciously clear within ourselves as the black man, first and foremost, then we can all we can start adding the other things. Then we'll know. Faves, where's the tip? You gave a sermon. I want the tip. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, um, I'm so sorry. I just I just got into preacher mode. Sir, I was I was being a, been, Apostle Mitchell. You have been on this pulpit this whole episode. I was like, <laughs> rock. I was like, no, just, <laughs> like, where are you going with this? Where where are you going? Come back home. Reel it on in. Reel it on in. It's all right. Find your way back. In the words of Beyonce. <laughs> find your way back. You staring? You still staring the ship in other directions? <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> Ooh, look, there's the iceberg. 
Are we going to miss it or not? Uh, give them your mental health tip for the oh, mental health tip. Mental health tip. I would say. Keep your glass full at all times. Okay, now. Keep it full at all times. Um, Whatever overflows out, people can, they can get their little sips and drinks and whatnot. But whatever you have to do to keep your own glass full, you do it because ultimately that is what's going to keep you sane and it's going to keep you happy and from going off on bitches. Her. Um, my mental health tip for this week is mm, honesty can be dangerous. I'm going to say honesty can be dangerous because some people aren't ready for the truth and that's okay. But it is not yeah. your responsibility to sugarcoat them from the truth. Right. It's going to hurt. It's okay. But trust me, honesty is one of the most dangerous things that you could ever try to get to someone. Proceed with caution. With that being said, thank you so much, Fabian, for taking time out to come. Oh, my God. Thank you we for having me. We passed around the collection plate during your sermon. There is five and oh yes, plate. Yes, and you can find me on OnlyFans at OnlyFans.com slash Cathedral Booty. I have no words for that except can, where can the people <laughs> really find you? Oh my god. Um, <clears throat> on Twitter, you can find me. Well, you know, I have a new Twitter. Um, Fable said what? <laughs> um, on Instagram, you can find me at Fable did it, and on Facebook, you can find me at Fabian Mitchell, and that's Fabian with a PH. That's right, Faye. Once again, thank you so much for taking time out. This oh, thank has you been a wonderful me. episode, and we will see you all next week. Until the next of time, bye bye. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>